This episode is brought to you by our partnership with Suncoast Credit Union. I just think it's just powerful, powerful when all hands are on deck and we're there for the kids. It's, it's all about the kids at the end of the day because um, the kids are our future. Yeah. They're going to be the ones taking care of us when we're old and gray. So invest in them now. Right, exactly. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Ignite Project. I'm Jessica Solano. I'm the teacher engagement leader here with Polk County Public Schools. And today I'm welcoming Mr. Renard Thomas from Auburndale Central Elementary. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Great yeah. to have you. Thank you so much. Mr. Thomas has an, a really exciting story. I can't wait for you guys to hear about it. But um, re graduated in 2017 from Polk State College, um, from their education program. And now you're only, what is it, four classes away from finishing your master's yes, at four to seven? Four classes. So hopefully, uh, uh, 2022 will be my year. That's awesome. And so is the goal eventually becoming an administrator, moving into... Yes, that's that's the goal. Um, my master will be in um, ed leadership. Yeah. So that's, that's the end goal. Awesome. And right now you are a, um, a reading coach at the school, literacy coach there at the school. Yes, ma'am. Um, and I want to get into the story because it wasn't always that you were there as a literacy coach or even right. as a teacher. So that's super exciting. And I think it, it blends so well with the passion, I think, that's driving your focus, which is today we're really hitting on investing in mentorship. Mm -hmm. We've talked about mentoring teachers, but mentoring students and really taking that time to invest in our kids, maybe even if they're not students in our own classrooms, but mm -hmm. developing that relationship. Absolutely. I'm excited about that. So awesome. So I would love for the audience to be able to hear your story and where you've gotten to today from your first um, to almost 10 years ago, and we're just a couple days over 10 yes. years um, <laughs> with Polk County Public Schools. Well, um, I started with Polk County Schools back in December 1st of 2011. Um, I was six months out of high school. Um, I actually wanted to follow my mother's footsteps. She's been uh, with Polk County Schools almost 30 years wow. coming up. So um, it was always a dream of mine to just follow in her footsteps and a few other family members of mine um, who work in education. So I put my application in, I believe, back in November of 2011 and got hired on December 1st of 2011. And I remember it like it was yesterday because it was the Lakeland Christmas Parade. And <laughs> I had to miss it that year for my training uh, to become a custodian. So. I served as a custodian um, about a year and a half, and then as I would clean schools in um, the area that I was assigned, I knew that there was a purpose for me, and the purpose was not cleaning the school. The purpose was to be in the classroom educating students. So yeah. I took that leap of faith, and um, I began taking courses at Polk State College, and eventually I graduated with my bachelor's degree, and um, I became a teacher, and then from there, um, this up up and coming year, um, I became a literacy coach. So I'm very, very humbled to have had the opportunity to move up within the Polk County school system. That is so cool. And then even in between the custodian teacher, right, you were an ESC pair? Yes, I was an ESC pair. I actually, um, I was a, um, started out at Geno Dale Learning Center. Oh, wow. Um, I was a sp uh, specialized unit um, pair para, and then I moved on to another school where I served as a student-specific para, then I moved on to another school where I served as a self-contained para, and that school was the school I'm currently at, um, yeah. Arbondale Central Elementary. So the school I'm at currently, I've served as a para, um, a teacher, as well as the literacy coach. That is so incredible. That's such an awesome story, especially, you know, our department, of course, always focus on recruiting and retaining teachers, but to see that transition over time mm -hmm. and that I love, I didn't know that with your mom too, like wanting to follow in her footsteps yes. is such a positive story. And to me, I feel like 
that takes investment into the purpose of the job. Mm Because obviously teaching and education isn't a perfect system. You're right. Um, You're right. We're far from it sometimes. Um, But it's that drive and that purpose that Mm -hmm. you find in it, which is so incredible. And so I think that's such a great tie to this idea of mentoring students because you, as a literacy coach, right, you're working with teachers, Mm -hmm. um, maybe even you're working with small groups, but you also find time to mentor students. Yes. So if you could explain to us what does that mentoring look like and how do you how do you make time, especially in today's classrooms, today's schools, to make time for that meaningful connection with students? Well, um, throughout the day, I actually push into our classrooms. So I push into fourth grade, I push into fifth grade, as well as second grade. And when I'm finished with my push-in schedule, I try to um, visit all classrooms on campus just to have that conversation with some of the students. But mentorship, I believe, um, is very powerful. It's very impactful. Mm-hmm. I believe it kind of determines um, a student's um, academic trajectory as well as their personal life trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, just having that time um, in the classroom as well as on the sidewalk. I mean, I'm a very busy man, but um, just this week I had a student stop me. I was on my way to kindergarten and he was like, Mr. Thomas, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, but I'm on my way. I said, but you know what? I have, I have a few moments. Let me just yeah. talk to you because that one conversation, that can change their life. That can change how they're going into a teacher's classroom. It can change um, what they're going to do when they go home. So you just never know. Um, and at my school, we like to mentor kids. Time to get on campus, have those conversations. What did you do um, last night? How, what did you eat for dinner last night? Uh, what did you watch on TV? And it's not always talking about academics. Um, yeah. We have to talk about things that want to spark their interest as well. It's talking about that um, kind of takes away from the actual academics. So they need that time to woosah and just know <laughs> that you're there to support them and that you love them. So um, mentorship, like I said, it's one thing that even before I became um, a school board employee, I did within my church as well. So using what I did there and kind of bringing it over into the school system was very important to me because um, our kids are our future yeah. at the end of the day. And even when I'm not within the school system, I mentor young people. I encourage them, hey, let me show you how to do a college application. Mm. Let me um, walk you through how to fill out the FAFSA paperwork just to ensure that I'm um, investing in someone else because I base my life on the model. If I can help someone as I travel along, if I can cheer someone with the word of song, then my living will not be in vain. I love that. That's so awesome. And so when you're seeing these boys, or, and it's generally boys, right, that you're, yes, you're yes, mentoring, um, we all as educators, I know, are familiar with the data of how important it is for young men to be able to be mentored by other Absolutely. men. Um, and so how do you identify, like, which boys to mentor? And how do you work those conversations to be something that is really meaningful so that they're finding what they need in those relationships instead of finding other outlets for that? Well, first and foremost, I do reach out to the teachers, um, the reading interventionists, and that's what we do first and foremost. And um, we look at students who may have some behavior problems, Mm -hmm. but not only that, students who have emotional um, needs as well, because we live in a day and time where there's a lot of students who live in single-parent homes. They don't have a male in their lives. So um, talking with the teachers um, at my school, we're very family-oriented. We text each other. We email each other. And that's one way that the teacher has identified one student in their classroom or two students in the classroom that we know we can go in and assist. But um, at my school, our leadership team, we um, actually... um, 
we discuss on a weekly basis students that we know we need to go and check in on. Yeah. And I mean, it's not always behavior. It may be academics. Maybe um, there was one student in particular, I talked to him about reading and he was like, oh, Mr. Thomas, I just don't like reading. I don't like reading. And I had the conversation with him. I said, well, what don't you like about reading? And he couldn't tell me what he didn't like about reading. <laughs> it's so, just reading. I hate it. <laughs> right. So just having that conversation with him, and now he's able to go into his classroom now. He's able to sit down. He's able to follow those expectations that the teacher is asking of him. He's able to read fluently as well. So just having that one conversation with him about why you don't like reading, and he just didn't know. I'm like, maybe it was an excuse. Maybe you were just trying to get out of doing your mm. work, but he's now blossoming. So yeah. um, I think it's important, like I said, to have that relationship with the teacher, identify those students who need to be mentored, mm. and talk with the principal, talk with the assistant principal and other leaders at the school, the math coach, the reading interventionist, the school counselor, everyone on board um, right. has a say. That's awesome. And so it was really, I guess, him kind of identifying or at least getting to have that outlet of mm -hmm. someone's actually asked me why I don't like it exactly. instead of telling me I should like it. <laughs> so and when I mentor, I just simply want to listen to the kids. Um, half the time I'm just sitting there. I want you to talk to me a little bit before I even get into a conversation with you. Yeah. So having them just have that woosah moment and then I dive in with what I'm going to say, that really makes all the difference to me. Yeah. And where do you pull from to get that, like, what you need to add into it? Is it from your own experiences? My own experiences. And just sometimes I don't even know where I pull it from. Yeah. Um, I'm just sitting there and I'm just thinking as they're talking and it just comes to me. That's awesome. And it kind of sticks with them as well. So very important to me. That's so awesome. And I, I, I love how you're kind of describing it like that. It's not like you had to be prepared or versed in all mm -hmm. these things. Sometimes I think... We want to do big things, but sometimes I think our fear of not being prepared might get us in the, That's way, true. Get in the way. Absolutely. Right? Well, what if I advise them wrong? Or what if I say something? And I think sometimes, like this little guy here not liking reading, it just took somebody to say, why? And mm -hmm. give them the time and space to be able to talk about it. Yes, ma'am. That is incredible. Well, and I... I know you can't be doing this all on your own either, right? Because we sometimes <laughs> I think as teachers, we we have these ideas and we start it off in our classrooms, but we, especially with something like this, like the load is too large to be able it to is, carry. It is, absolutely. So how do you encourage others to join you in this work um, and also kind of be able to still manage the work that they have to do as teachers? Well, as a leadership team, um, again, my principal, assistant principal, myself, the reading interventionist, math coach, mm -hmm. and... Um, the guidance council, we sit down on a weekly basis and we discuss the students who need to be mentored. But after we do that, we kind of pick and choose who's going to target which students and okay. what grade levels are we going to target. Um, one month, and maybe we target first grade. The next month, we may target fourth grade. So it's all in um, just looking on, looking on campus, um, yeah. looking at students as they're coming in off the bus and really identifying those hot spots per se that we really need to um, stay on those kids with. So. Yeah. And do the teachers get involved too, or is it just the leadership team that Right does now, it? it's just the leadership team. Um, eventually, um, I think uh, with our teachers, they're family-oriented. I, I think um, they'll be on board with it. Yeah. Um, anything we ask them to do, they're always on board. So that's what I love about my my staff at the school. Their, their willingness is, is amazing. It's one to be admired. Right, right. I love it. And so for someone who's considering putting this together, I think it would be helpful to hear too— 
That's the impact that you've seen in this amount of time that you've been having this program at Auburndale Central. And as far as seeing the end result, we're not going to see immediate results right away. That's right. right? But what are some things that you can say, I believe in the power of mentoring because this is what I've seen? I would say changing how students, um, how they act. Yeah. Um, for, for an example, there are some students who may not want to come to school, mm-hmm. um, but having that conversation with them, I know there's a couple of students at my school, they want to come to school now, just having that conversation. I do read alouds every single morning, and um, there's one student in particular, he told me, he's like, well, I told my mom she needed to get up and get me to school. <laughs> I did not want to miss that read aloud that you were going to be doing in the morning. Um, And I just think it's just powerful, powerful when all hands are on deck and Mm -hmm. we're there for the kids. It's it's all about the kids at the end of the day because um, the kids are our future. They're going to be the ones taking care of us when we're old and gray. So invest in them now. Right, exactly. I know a lot of teachers, teachers we've even talked to recently have talked about similar programs and trying to get something like that off the ground and in their mm-hmm. schools. So let's say that I have a teacher who's listening, who's not on the leadership team, but she's a cla- he or she is a classroom teacher and they're wanting to mentor students. What would be some initial steps that these teachers could take to start doing this? I would say first and foremost, looking on your grade level. I would say start with the grade level first before um, targeting the entire school. Start small, look in your classroom, see which students you think you can pull, even pull from special some days, pull mm-hmm. from recess some days, and just have that conversation with them. And once you start with your class in-house, you can then branch out to maybe your team mm-hmm. and um, tag those teachers on your team. And once you all have that plan going, then present it to um, the leadership team and see if that's something that can be school-wide. Because if it's school-wide, I'm quite sure that everyone will be on board with it. Absolutely. If it's working in one grade level, it can work on all grade right. levels. Well, that's the biggest thing we share with our teacher leaders is it's one thing to define the problem and to try to make impact, but you've got to quantify the impact that it's having. That's true. Especially if you're trying to sustain anything that you're working on. So being able to say, hey, we did this at our grade level. These are the results that we're mm-hmm. seeing. Um, so kind of in that same line of thinking as far as tracking or accountability, how often would you say it is important to meet? with some of these students um, and then do you get families involved do you you know or what's the communication like as well to make sure it's kind of a round full round picture well I would say meeting with them weekly is very important some students may require you to meet with them every single day and it doesn't have to be 30 minutes 15 minutes it can be just one or two minutes I know yeah. with me I try to get to every single classroom every day to you know make eye contact with those students and even in the hallway I'm on bus duty every single day and just seeing those kids tell them hey you have a good good evening I hope to see you in the morning and mm-hmm. um, even with report cards and interim re- reports coming out those students know before they get on that bus I need to see that report card Aww. I need to see that interim report to see how are you doing what can we do to assist you in moving that C to a B or that B to an A yeah I love that. We Another thing I think that's a big factor right now, it's always probably been there, but more so now, is this feeling of isolation and loneliness, even when I'm surrounded by a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And that you really, to have this true connection where you're, like I love that eye contact. You are literally <laughs> seeing me and you are invested in me. Yes. It's not just, all right, Jessica, get on the bus, let's mm-hmm. go. You know, it's an investment. And by feeling that, how it could take away some of those negative effects that may cause me to make 
decisions that could be detrimental to my life and my success Absolutely. because one person saw me. Mm-hmm. I love that. And those students feel love. They, they want to come back to school. Right, right. So awesome. And so I can pretty much imagine probably what your answer is going to be, but I'll leave it up to you. Um, So we end every show with the same question because it's the Ignite Project. We want to ignite passion like the passion you have in other teachers and other educators. So if you could spark change in education and ignite something, what would you say that that would be? I would say changing the view. And when I say that, um, knowing that students can achieve no mm-hmm. matter where you come from, no matter if you come from a single parent household, if you come from a two parent household, if you have a disability, whatever it may be, whatever you're facing in life, you can achieve. So um, just changing the view, um, I mean, top down, um, it just allowing students to blossom, allowing them to grow, allowing them to glow. And even if it's baby steps, um, If that student can change from August to June, I know I've made an impact on that child. And like I said, if it's baby steps, that's fine. Uh, That's how babies learn to walk. (laughs) So any little um, difference I can make in their lives, and whether it's academically, whether it is um, personally, I know that I have made a difference. So if teachers and educators and all staff just change that view and know that All students can learn um, Mm -hmm. when learning is inclusive and um, we're doing everything to empower them. We know that those kids can achieve and they will be um, successful in life. That's right. It just takes that power of expectation and changing your mindset. High expectations. Yeah. High expectations. I appreciate it. I love your story. I love the passion you have about mentorship and how important it is. Not just to always focus on academics, but Mm -hmm. focus on the whole child and giving them two minutes of your time. That outlet. Yeah. That outlet. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Are you fired up? You can continue to fuel the fire by connecting with us here in teacher engagement. Every month we host virtual all teacher seminars, and we also have ongoing programs designed to support teachers wherever they're at in their teaching career. Whether you're a new teacher or a teacher leader, there is a way to get plugged in. Follow us on social media at at TeachEngagePCPS to see all that we have going on. Let's keep that spark alive and join forces with others who have chosen to stay ignited. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the Ignite Project on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the Ignite Project and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, go to polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.